0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: afternoon we're here um, to pay a tribute to a great man um, a really great man and one who we all grown to love and we will greatly miss but we want to honor his legacy um, by doing it the way I think he would want the most which is giving glory to God um, never in my life have I met anybody who loved Jesus as much as it flowed from the pores of Pastor Pentecost and uh, I've been touched as a pastor and forever indefinitely impacted in my life. So as we begin um, service, we're going to start with a prayer, uh, um, the reading of the obituary and a brief encouraging word. And then we're going to go into a song service and to which we honor the life and legacy of Bishop Charles Thomas Pentecost. Let us pray. God, our Father. You have commanded us to give thanks, for you said in all things, give thanks, for this is the will of Christ Jesus concerning you. Father, we're thankful for a soul that has got to go home God. We're thankful for a life that's been well lived, God. We're thankful for all the lives that have been impacted by this one person that you have seen fit to leave in this earth to bless our lives, Father. Now, may their legacy forever, Lord God. Be something that holds in the hearts and memories of many and thousands to come, Father, for all the things that he has done in your service. And Lord God, I know that he will want you to be glorified in his life. Lord God, be glorified in the life of your servant. Be with this family and give them comfort in their hour and time of need. God, comfort them and give them peace that surpasses all understanding. And we'll give you praise and thanks in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Reverend Charles Thomas Pentecost went to be with the Lord and Savior, his Lord and Savior, with his family by his side on Thursday, April 13, 2023, at the age of 88. Charles was born March 25, 1935, in Akron, Ohio, to the late James T. and Pearl Dockery Pentecost. Charles met Helen Johnson at the age of 19. They were married on June 1st, 1954. They celebrated 58 years of marriage before her passing in 2013. He is survived by three daughters Rebecca Dudding of Scottsburg, Indiana, Beverly Pentecost of Mishawaka, Indiana, and Stacy and Derek Hobson of Royal Oak, Michigan. Surviving as well are three grandchildren, Paul Duane and Megan Duddy, Brett Becca Dudding, Shania and Zachary Cook, and three great-grandchildren, Lakeland and Lincoln Duddy, and baby boy Duddy, arriving in July. Charles is also survived by his siblings, Affie Stump, Penny Craig, and Keith, and AJ Pentecost. He was preceded in death by his parents, his son-in-law, Paul Dudding, and his siblings, James, David, Ruth, Paul, Belva, and Dorothy. Brother Charles gave his heart to the Lord in Cabin Creek, West Virginia in 1943 at the age of eight and served him faithfully throughout his life. He preached his sermon, his first sermon, at the age of 16, and shortly thereafter began his ministry. And as an assistant pastor at the age of 17, he began preaching revival services and became a full-time minister in the Church of God of Prophecy at the age of 20, doing the Lord's will until his retirement in September of 2021. In his spare time, Charles was an outdoorsman who enjoyed deer hunting and fishing. He was also a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers and loved to use new technology to create videos of his family's history and the wildlife that he would hunt. An amazing legacy, an amazing story. Stacy. Wow. Are here with you. The Bible says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. We're here with you for the life of a wonderful man. We want to encourage your hearts. And as I thought, Lord, what should I say? He just gave me this. It's from the book of First Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 13, and it simply says this But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep that you may with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and who are left will be called up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so will always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Paul was facing something. Paul was facing a group of people who had saw the Lord Jesus Christ and they would heard for generations that Jesus was coming back and, and mama had passed away and daddy had passed away and grandmother had passed away and they didn't know how they were going to get along. They said, they said Jesus was coming back and yet they're going on and we're, not there and we're not there with them. He said I don't want you to be ignorant about those falling asleep that one day we who are alive and yet remain are going to meet them in the air. I got to talk to Pastor Pentecost a few weeks ago and, And I asked him how you were doing He refused to say anything negative not a negative word out of his mouth he said brother barry i'm going home to be with jesus and i don't i don't have long and, and as i was talking to him and we talked about an hour hour and a half on the best hour to hour and a half of my life i actually recorded it if you wanted it because i figured that that was going to be golden and he said something to me and it will indelibly be stuck in my mind he said brother barry i said enjoyed the last times I went to the hospital. I said, you enjoyed the last time you went to the hospital? He said, yeah. I said, why did you enjoy going to the hospital? Because he said, the last three times I've been, I led three nurses to the Lord. (laughs) What he was saying is, I'm on my way out, but I'm not going by myself, and I'm happy to be there. And as they let me talk to him the last time, and I said, how are you doing? He said, I got my wings on. Mm -hmm.
0: Hallelujah.
1: I want you to know that I don't have a doubt, a of doubt in my heart, that he's resting in the arms of Jesus.
0: <laughs>
1: it gives me hope and encouragement because I know one day that I get to go where he is and this is not goodbye. It's just see you later. I'll leave you with a story. There was a young lady and she was getting ready to leave and she had three sons. And she told one son, she said, son, I'll, I'll see you later. And he said, Mama, I'll see you later. She told the other son, Son, I'll see you later. And she said, I'll see you later. The last son, she said, Son, goodbye. And he said, But Mama, you told everybody else that you would see them later, and you told me goodbye. He said, That son, because you don't know Jesus, and for you, this is goodbye. But aren't we so glad? That although we have to say so long for a brief moment to pass the Pentecost, this isn't really goodbye. All this is, is I'll see you later. I'll see you on the other (laughs) side. Bye, bye. Till the morning comes.
2: if you're looking for the traditional
3: memorial service, this is not where you're
0: at. My daddy loved Jesus. and most of the songs that we were singing, he picked... mm No.
2: The Lord. So, so glad that you all are here. I, I want to say that that because we love Brother Pentecost, we love you all. If you love him, we love we love you. <laughs> Amen. I know that he was your pastor for uh, quite some time, and y- you really don't have to be around him very long for him to grow. such A wonderful time yesterday rejoicing in the Lord, and it was like convention down there. It's amazing. Truly, this man was a genuine believer. Truly, this man was a friend. Amen. Truly, he was a follower of Jesus Christ. Truly, this man loved fishing. And Truly, this man loved his beautiful wife, Helen. Truly, this man loved his beautiful daughters, Becky, Beverly, and Stacy. Truly, this man loved his grandchildren, Paul, Duane, and Megan, Brent and Rebecca, Brent and Rebecca, Shania, and Zach. And truly, this man loved his great-grandchildren, Lakeland and Lincoln. When uh, Lincoln was there, last a few weeks ago and he's about three years old, Sister Becky, he, he brings his packy, pack of Hot Wheels and before he left he picked out a green Hot Wheel and he left it to his, his uh, Pap, yeah. some of them call him while some of them call him Pap, so he left it for his Pap and, and Brother Pentecost, that was the first thing that he showed me when I came in on Monday morning to check on him and, and uh, he loved that. And so and then he was excited to have grandbaby number 3 that's coming later this summer. Truly this man loved you all. Yes. Yes. You all. But before all of that love, truly this man loved God. Yes. He loved sharing with the lost. He loved sharing with the church families that he pastored. He all he wanted was to make our lives blessed yeah. and favored. Yeah. Amen. That's all he wanted. you know. And, and, and for us to make heaven our home. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I want to make heaven my home. How about you this morning? Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. If you knew, Brother Charles, you truly felt favored. Yeah. Amen. Someone said the measure of a life is not its duration, but its donation. When we think of, of Brother Charles Pentecost, we think of the donation that he left, he, what he contributed, what he invested. We have much to be thankful for. Amen? Yes. We're, we're thankful for the love and devotion that he made uh, uh, first in his marriage with Helen. Thankful for the investments of godliness and nurturing that he poured into the lives of his three daughters, his grandchildren, and his great-grandchildren. Thankful for the investments of pouring the love of God into the lives of so many church members. And I can say thankful for, and leave a blank, and I'm sure you have something that you could fill in the blank there. Mm -hmm. Truly, the measure of a life is not its duration, but its donation. Oh, that we all would have such a list when our time has ended of our donation to the world. Hallelujah. I was thinking about his life and and the things that were said And yesterday. There were some really wonderful things that were said by some other ministers. And and, um, thinking of how his life uh, reminds me of a story that I read one time about a preacher that was on the Titanic. Does anybody here remember hearing about the Titanic? There were a lot of of notable wealthy people on the Titanic in 1912, but the most notable passenger on the Titanic was someone that most of the world has never known before. His name was John Harper. He was a plain, ordinary pastor from the city of Glasgow in Scotland. He faithfully shepherded his congregation for 15 years he was a fairly young minister at 40 years old Moody Memorial Church in Chicago had invited him to come and preach a series of sermons so he accepted that invitation and he booked himself on this voyage of the Titanic and as he boarded the ship he thought I'll have plenty of time to get my messages ready you know and and, uh, to prepare my sermons for this preaching series. But Pastor John had a, had a bit of a problem staying in his room and studying because he had such a heart for people. It's told that on the night before the Titanic sunk that John Harper was on deck earnestly pleading and begging for people to turn to Jesus. He had given his life day in and day out to see people get on this spiritual lifeboat and and that night when the when the ship struck the iceberg he was awakened and he got up and he started making his way to the lifeboat and he realized there wasn't enough lifeboat for the number of people and and so he started running from deck to deck uh, crying out women and children and the unsaved into the lifeboats first he said let's get the non-christians in first and and That was his concern, to save the loss at any cost. And when he was doing this, you can imagine the panic on board as a ship. Is beginning to sink and and pastor john he was one of those who ended up in the freezing waters and he he hung on to a, a wooden piece of debris that was floating in the water and some of the passengers, uh because of the way that the current were going as the ship was going down it would pull it you know and the current and so you know they would they would come together and then the current would pull them back apart and and as this was happening Uh, one man was brought close to John Harper and John cried out, sir, are you a Christian? And the man answered, no. And the current took him away into the darkness. A few minutes later by God's mercy that same man was brought back into John Harper's uh, sight. And John asked him again, sir, are you saved yet? Have you accepted Jesus Christ? And the man said, no. I can't honestly say that I am I don't know what he is waiting on <laughs> he's going down right you know apparently the last thing that that was the last thing that John Harper ever said on this earth he lost his grip on the piece of debris in the freezing water and sunk down into the Atlantic Ocean and that man that John Harper was pleading with to become a Christian was one of the very few that was plucked out of those waters By one of the ships that had rushed to the scene. He testified that he did accept Christ that very night. He settled in Hamilton, in Ontario, Canada, and he was often asked to speak and give his testimony. And he would proudly step up and say, I'm John Harper's last convert. Hallelujah. And when I think of Brother Pentecost, I. I I think he was just like that. You know, he was reaching out, constantly reaching out to people. If you were in the Mishawaka area and and you know uh, the size of our church, we were we're a small church. But I tell you what, that man had such a a mighty congregation outside the walls of the church that he ministered to. That came to his funeral, that brought him food. You know, uh, they, they were amazing. You know, people we didn't know, but he knew. You know, and, But when I think of him, I think of Revelations 14 and 13 that said, uh, a verse that says, that, Then I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow. I have no doubt that Pastor Pentecost has already met people in heaven that he led to the Lord. And that he will even more in the future as they make their way to him. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the first place that he landed was at Jesus' feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know? And and, while he was also looking for Helen, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure she was there. God sees things so much differently than we do. We see this man as as departed because he's departed from, from us. But God sees that he has arrived. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, and, and God, he, he, he never sees his children die. He just simply sees them coming home. Yeah. You know, because we're when, when we're saved, we have this thing called eternal life. Aren't you grateful for eternal life? Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you looking forward to making heaven your home? Yes. Yeah. Glory to God. I don't want anything to keep me from all that gloriousness, you know, and, and those people like Brother Pentecost that have, have gone on before us. There have been so many, so many that of this generation that are going on before us, and it's time for God's people to us that are left now to rise up and take our place as the prayer warriors. Hallelujah. You know, in our churches and for our families. So go to person.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: We rejoice because we know, we who knew Brother Pentecost, we know that, you know, he he made his life
0: goal,
2: you know, which is our life's goal that he imparted into us, you know, to make heaven our home. And and I I was saying that, you know, it reminds me, you know, that even though our our physical bodies die, you know, that the Bible teaches us that we have a soul that will never die, never die. There's a song, an old song, maybe some of you remember it. It's called Canaan's Land, and it says, To Canaan's Land, I'm on my way, where the soul never dies. My darkest night will turn to day, where the soul of man never dies. No sad farewells, no tear-dimmed eyes, where all is peace and love and joy, and the soul never dies. My life will end in deathless sleep, where the soul never dies, Hallelujah, and everlasting joys I'll reap where the soul of man never dies, and and we we could talk about a lot of things, you know, to share about uh, Brother Pentecost stories that we have. Uh, we we talked about his love for his wife and his care for his family and his churches, but I can't remember a time. Family that when he came to church, that he did not pray for you. He did not request prayer for you. He loved you guys here in Royal Oak. He considered you his family. Praise the Lord. Brother Charles started pastoring at a very young age, as Pastor Barry read, uh, uh, of 17 years old. I can't imagine pastoring at 17 years old. But he knew the cost of sin. He knew what it would do if we stayed in sin. He knew what a life marked by rebellion against God looked like. And he knew that God made a way that we don't have to go through that. You know, that we can make heaven our home. And and you may think that he was never that bad a guy. I never thought he was for one instance ever. You know, but But he would be the first to tell you that, you know, he had been born a sinner, you know, born alienated from God because of the sin in his life, you know, because we're born into it. We have no choice. And and uh, he was born guilty before a holy God to whom he would one day give an account. And he knew that he would have quoted you a verse something like Romans three and twenty three that says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Just to show you that nobody is exempt from our being born into sin. Your sin and I means that we, each of us, you know, we have failed to give God the glory that he deserves. I want to give God glory, don't you? Yes. Brother, Brother Pentecost, if he was here, he would want you to give God the glory all the rest of your life. The Bible says for us to enter into in worship, enter in with in, in spirit and in truth. You know, that doesn't mean half-hearted. That means we give our all. And it's so hard sometimes when we've got life going on all around us and and family things and issues going on, you know, to enter in. But that's the time when we bring a sacrifice of praise. And we push through it. And we lift up our voices and we sing anyway. Hallelujah. God, the goodness of God. Because God is so good. He knew the love and the care of God of god the beauty of the gospel the good news of jesus is that god loves every one of us in spite of us he knows us he knows where we are he knows where we are physically he knows where we are spiritually he knows where we are in our heart that no one else knows we're good at projecting good you know but he knows us god really knows us you know and and, uh, yet he loves us in spite of us think about that for a minute this God whose holiness is described as an unapproachable life Isaiah 6 says the angels are eternally overwhelmed in his presence and they never stop shouting to one another holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty. Can you say that with me? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Say it again. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Brother Pentecost knew that the wonderful news of the gospel is that God, who is holy, though his eyes are too pure to look upon our sin, he knew that God also is love. amen Amen. god who is offended and and sinned against time after time he gives us so many chances doesn't he you know to 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 be right and to live right and he's so good you know and yet his love is so so great and so deep for us that he sent his precious son jesus to make a way that we could have eternal life If anyone knew the love of God, it was Brother Pentecost. He knew the cross of Jesus. He knew the God-Man who hung there, uh, bearing the sins of of His people. He knew that the Lord, His Lord, was born of a woman and born under the law, was obedient uh, unto death, even to the death of the cross. He was. He knew that it was by the cross alone that Jesus, uh, that Jesus alone, that an unspeakable holy God. And unbelievable, sinful men could be brought together through the work of the cross. God made a way that we could be re- reunited with him through Jesus Christ. We can come boldly, amen, amen. amen. before him. Amen. He, he loved sharing this with people, and, and I don't believe that he went anywhere. You know him. Amen. He went anywhere without sharing the love of God with someone.
0: Right.
2: Amen. amen you know there there was no such word as a stranger in his vocabulary oh. no such word you know uh he he started off by by making them laugh he would he was such a ham.
0: <laughs>
2: you know him you know yes. yeah. such a ham, telling them how handsome he was
0: <laughs>
2: or something like that yeah. you know and 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 he'd tell them about the cross of jesus you know and He'd get them laughing and then he'd start telling about the cross of Jesus. He knew that that, that cross was one, the most beautiful, attractive place on earth, you know, because it was where God forgave him and made him new. Yesterday, in the service yesterday, before I ever got to speak with his brother, A.J., I overheard him telling someone, I'm the handsome one. <laughs> And I was like, wow, it doesn't fall far <laughs> here, you know, in the family. And, and uh, I thought that was great, you know, and <sighs> reminded me so much of Brother Pentecost. Lisa and I have been friends with Brother and Sister Pentecost for about 24 years when we started pastoring in 99, and, and when I felt like he was going to be retiring soon because I knew that he was getting weaker from his posts on Facebook, you know, uh, I wanted to be there for him. So I called Bishop Harper and I told him, when he retires, when he's not able to do it anymore, I want a chance to come back to Bishop Walker. We pastored there before for about five years, uh, many years ago, and, and uh, you know, that we wanted to be able to come back and be his pastor for a while. And, and he could say where he was. And that he did, you know. And, and uh, living in Parsonage for about seventy-three years of of ministry, he died when he was eighty-eight. I can't imagine the anxiety of not knowing where you're going to go, you know, where you're going to live. And we were happy to keep him in. And, and 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 but yet when he retired, he didn't stop. No. no. He didn't stop working. <laughs> You know, he said he, he wanted to work around the church. He wanted to work around around the yard. You know, he, he was such a good man. And uh, yesterday, also after one of the services, I wanted to share this with you guys. That uh, you you know that he was a deer hunter, right?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Anybody ever seen his deer heads?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. He uh, one of the ladies at our church who had recently grown to love uh, Brother Pentecost. She she had started coming, and and he was like. He reminded her so much of her dad, and there was a situation that she felt like the reason that God brought them together in our church is that you know it gave her a chance to say goodbye to her dad because she did not get a chance to say it, say goodbye, and and uh, you know uh, she she thought that God brought her to our church to bring her comfort because this had always been in her mind you know that she didn't get to talk to her dad and say goodbye to him and and uh uh, when she told me last night that she was so happy to get one of his ties which there are ties on the table outside uh in the foyer and she she said i was so happy to get one of his ties and i was so afraid he was going to give me one of those deer heads (laughs) that's what she said great I thought I'd share that with you today if we learn anything from this precious man it's to love people in spite of them to reach out to everybody to be long-suffering to be patient with people and kind Be kind when you don't feel like it. Work hard and live life on this earth the best that we can. We've been blessed, amen? Amen. We've We've been blessed that God allowed our paths to cross with this great man. Hallelujah. Last summer, he told me that there's nothing ahead for me but victory after victory after victory when we were outside working. and. And, and, and probably all, all of us has heard this one. He, he would tell, tell us that, you know, Helen taught me how to treat women, you know. He said she always, and she, then he would say, she always let me have the last word, as, as long as it's, yes,
0: honey, yes, honey, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, honey. you know. And, and so, in closing here, if there was ever a verse that summed up the life of this blessed man, In 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me on that day. And not to me only, but to all them that love his appearing. Hallelujah. Thank you. Go right ahead, Pastor Barry. So, I wanted to play this video. This video is, clip is uh, Brother Pentecost uh, at our church back in July of 2022. He had not preached for 10 months, and he had a burning in him to, to let out. So, we wanted to share this with you.
4: God, i take a quick question. pray, Jesus will make it better. And while you know, I was while praying, praying for her, her she jumped off of my lap, run over to the toy piano, and started start playing the way. toy piano God, god I I've seen restoration, I've seen that. I've seen so many miracles, I've been in the Church of God all my life. I mean, the day I was born, my dad was staying on the ceremony. I've never been in another church in my life. I've visited other churches, but this has been my home. My dad joined the church in 1950.
0: Thought they were spectacular.
1: It's something that you really. Oh, uh,
4: and that's all he that you know. My brother preached for three years and died three months ago. My grandsons are preaching. God's alive. God's alive. God never died. He never pulled. The power that he had 50 years ago, he's not like me. I used to jump the finches. Now I crawl under (laughs) them. We grow old and we get weak and we get tired, but God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's about time our faith loose and believe that God is what it used to be. Amen. We say the church is not like it used to be, well who moved? It wasn't God. Amen. If, if you want the church to be full of power, pray, seek God like you used to seek God, you'll find God at the same place that you left, him, God is still there. His power is still real. He still can do the miracles. Amen. Amen. My wife was raised in uh, East Cumberland, Kentucky. And used to, all of our churches hung banners around VLB, WMB, and stuff like that. You remember that? Around the walls of the church hell was raised in was crutches, braces, and all kinds of things that people had come and been prayed for and was healed and left them at the church. Let me tell you something. they're still healing in the church. This, this problem that is so big for the doctors is so little for god it's so little for god it's so little let me tell you i've seen i've seen them raise out of bed i've seen them get up and shout i've seen eyes restore their sight i've seen miracles after miracles The Lord called me to preach at 13 years old. And when I'd go to sleep, I'd be dreaming of preaching. When I'd go to school, I'd be daydreaming of preaching. The teacher would say, Charles, where are you at? You're sure not here. It's been in my bones all my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. full of glory, Mm -hmm. sister, today. This thing that we're talking about, that old time, Holy Ghost power. Mm -hmm. That used to make us dance and run the aisle.
3: for coming today, but also a special, special thank you to Brother Adams and Sister Adams for coming from Indiana, but also Brother Adams checked on Dad on a daily basis. He would slip in and out, make sure if that was at work before he was, when he was still able to be left alone, he was there making sure he ate, Doing things for him, taking clothing out. And anytime we needed him over the past few days when dad was nearing the end, he was right there with us. And I appreciate that tremendously, Brother Adam. So we, Like I told you yesterday, a thank you is totally inadequate, but please know we mean it from the depths of our hearts.
1: we finish. Um, We're getting ready to close. Um, I just want to pray over us and thank you all who have come to give such a legacy and what a fitting song. I'll meet you in the morning over there. Stacy would sing that song all the time and I never heard that song and when I cut it on to learn it, I couldn't stop listening to it. When I heard the words to it, I'll meet you in the morning over there. I can hear right now, Brother Bear, I'll meet you in the morning. Over there. Bishop, I'll meet you in the morning. I'll meet you in the morning. Over there. Let us pray and we'll be dismissed. God, we give you thanks. For the opportunity to be able to celebrate the life and legacy of one of your soldiers that's gone home, God. And I pray, Lord God, one day we'll get to meet him in the morning over there. We give you praise and thanks, Lord God. Bless this family. Keep them under your care in the next days to come, God. And any time sorrow will seem to sweep in, God, bring your peace that passes all understanding. And bring a fond memory. And bring a fond encouragement. And (laughs) Lord, bring the thought that Dad is waiting on me over there, and I'll meet him in the morning. God, we thank you right now for your grace and your truth and your spirit that covers this family. Keep them, Lord God, for the legacy that has been dedicated for four, five, six generations to you, God. We give you praise for that, and we thank you for it. And, Lord, I ask now that you bless and keep them under your care. And I say that may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. In that name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we do pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise in the building.